0: Hi everyone, we just came back from a powerful combined church camp called the X-Church UK Getaway. These are some of our recorded sessions, so enjoy and be blessed. Thanks guys, grab a seat. Um, she don't know how to continue after an introduction like that. <laughs> we can end it now, we can all go back. Um, But yeah, my name is Rachel and before I start, my, Adi- uh, hi. <laughs> my Edinburgh homies are sitting in a line here um, because... Either they want to scold me or they're going to... No, they said because I was nervous and I was telling them on the flight, so they were like, they're going to sit here and shout their yes and amen so I don't feel nervous. How cool is that? How cool is that? Um, and I also just want to take an opportunity to thank um, X-UK, our br- brother plants? No, sister plants. Plants are sister... Huh? Oh oh yeah okay sister plants um sorry <laughs> i should know that as uh, as coordinator but anyway um <laughs> we just wanted to so we are we we're that one plant that is far up north that you know, people haven't really seen or heard of before. Well, maybe you heard of us, but never been there to Edinburgh. And we just wanted to say thank you. We, we don't ever feel alone, even though pastors always say that they see us one, once a month. We know that you guys love us, and we know that you guys are praying for us. And we, it's, um, it's really a blessing to know that we have family. Um, so we wanted to extend our welcome to Edinburgh. We're not that far, five hours by train. Um. <laughs> one hour through, one hour flight, you know. Um, So if you want to come, come along. You can stay in our house. Uh, My flatmate now welcomes you too. Um, You can stay in our house. You can come along to church. uh, But we will love to have you if you ever travel. So yeah, come to Edinburgh. Good place. Good food. Good food? Good food. I impressed them once with a burger shop I had. So (laughs) anyway, before before we start, let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, Father, for today. God, we know that you are here. And Lord, even as I speak today, God, may... May every word I say be of you and from you. And God, I pray, may you give me your strength. May the meditations of my heart, O Lord, be pleasing unto you. And God, we want to pray, O God, that your word will not return to you void. And Lord, I pray, just fill this place and fill our hearts, O God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, I decided to start today by just telling you a little bit about myself. A lot of you don't know me, and also I think I'm one of the coordinators who's just one of those strangers that appeared out of nowhere and suddenly added, added Ended up in Ex Edinburgh, and I remember two years after I was in church, I closed my the year off because we take a break in summer, and I stood up and I was like, so none of you really know how I ended up here because you know sometimes your friends invite you and stuff, but nobody invited me to church. I appeared at church, um, <laughs> and then Elder Pengo and Elder Rose were still here at that time, and they were like, yeah, actually we don't even know how you came into our lives because I'm not from Ex Central. I'm none of them were my friends before when ExhaDenbrace really started, but I was there from the first day. Uh, and it's a very cool story, actually. Well, not really, but... Um, <laughs> I'm from Penang, um, in Malaysia. Anybody from Penang? Woo! Best city in Malaysia. Um, <laughs> amen? Amen. <laughs> best city in Malaysia. Better than KL. <laughs> no, it's, it's true, though. So, <laughs> in, Joking, joking, joking. All's good. All's good. Malaysia is great. Anyway, I'm from Penang, and one of the church in Penang, Reservoir Garden Baptist Church, which is the church I go to, are very, very, the pastors are very good friends with Pastor Sandra and Pastor Kenneth. And I've been, throughout my high school life, I'm 22 now, and throughout my high school life, I used to go to X Central loads of times actually, for Recess Revolution and all these big conferences they were having. And so I was head of Recess Revolution in my school. Um, and there, one day actually, randomly, like we were just having worship and I felt God speak to me. Um... Yeah, many years ago, actually, when I was 15. And in one of the conferences, like, God just said to me, you know, Rachel, one day you'll be involved with this church. Then I was like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe I'll move to KL, you know, that kind of thing. So then I, many years later, I went to Edinburgh to do, I'm studying medicine in Edinburgh, and I went to Edinburgh, and one of my friends was like, hey, look, Pastor Kenneth just put. Oh, all my friends, like, love Pastor Kenneth. Everyone follows him on Facebook, like, he's super popular in RGBC. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Somebody, um, somebody was like screenshot Rachel, look, they started They started in Edinburgh You need to go, you need to go Then I was like, okay, cool, I will go um, And then I just texted Brian, the coordinator And I was like, hey, I know you don't know me But I know X uh, What time and where, and I'll see you there And then he was like, hi <laughs> and then he was like, well, we haven't started service yet You know, it's just pre-service prayer You don't have to come now You know, we only want people to see us at our best, right? So we're like, you don't need to come now So never mind, you know, it's okay Come next week when service actually starts And I was like, no, no, I'll be there for pre-service prayer Yeah, of course, see you there And then, then there was this stranger who came out of nowhere And then I was in ex edinburgh And have been there from the very start Awesome, right? God's cool um, And so, yeah, I, I, before I continue I wanted to say that when Thiong and Pastor Kat came up with their where is title, I was like feeling a bit left out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then I was not cool enough to think of a where is either. Um, so, there their was where is your praise, where is God on your timetable. And I want to believe that what I, well, I believe that what I share today will hopefully be the answer to those questions. Wow, <laughs> Ache! <laughs> 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 Later tak I don't know already. Anyway, uh, <laughs> So, like I said, I'm going to be quite real with you So maybe not as funny as them, okay? But quite real with you And I really believe that um, from it, I hope God speaks to at least one of you But hopefully all of you, okay? So, I'll tell you a bit about the background story Before I bring us to the passage of scripture, okay? So, like I said, I was growing up in Penang And I was a typical Asian kid Typical Asian medical school kid um, I was very active in school, you know, top of my class, blah, 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 Chee. <laughs> Just putting it in there, no, joking Um, <laughs> there's a point, I'm not bragging Um, so yeah, doing really well, did all the Asian things, you know do know, piano, orchestra, all kind of things, you know well, h- How much more? <laughs> Asian could you get? Um, Kumon, you know, all those things Kumon, Olympiad, math, whatever lah Um, anyway <laughs> <laughs> Hey my childhood's not messed up with <laughs> Anyway, anyway, good, good childhood, good childhood. Uh, My dad and mom are amazing. I'm from a half half christian family is that a word like that uh, m- dad, my dad's a christian my mom's not a christian but she's like i think my mom's like a closet christian cuz like she she is so supportive of us like you know sometimes people say when you come from a half christian family you know can't go to church can my mom's like it hey, go to church go to church go to youth group and then every my mom comes to church every single sunday how old am i 22 22 years 23 years she's been there every single sunday but she's not officially a christian interesting right um <laughs> Anyway, so half-Christian family, I have a beautiful older sister So some of you have met My older sister is basically the cooler version of me Um, (laughs) I love her, she's great Um, Anyway, grew up, I was doing all these things And I was really active in church as well I was um, playing the piano, I think And I was serving in the youth I was a youth leader, I was a CF leader in my school Um, And so yeah, super Asian and Christian, you know On the front, like always leading people in worship uh, and all those things. Anyway, at the same time, behind the everyone was like, "Oh, you know, you're so good, you're so hardworking. You know, it's such a good question." I'm like, "Ah, okay." Um, <laughs> but, but, but behind behind the scenes. And last week, I shared in Edinburgh about a message called imposter syndrome. I don't know whether some of you have heard that. But imposter syndrome is really this thing where um, this thing where you feel like you're an imposter because people are telling you that, "Oh, you're good, you're great, you're doing awesome," but then then that it's behind a scene thing that you like, I don't I don't feel that, you know, I don't feel like I deserve that. So for me, when I was fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, I was doing all these things, especially more in the Christian realm, I would say in the church world of things, you're always like, oh, it always looked like I had my life together basically, on the outside. And I always felt very distant from that because people would be like, oh, you must have read the Bible from front to back. I'm like, yeah, please, no. <laughs> like, not at that time. It's like, no, I haven't read the Bible front to back. And people always ask me all these deep life questions that somehow there was supposed to be an answer from the Bible. I'm sure there is, but I didn't know it. But someone, people somehow people thought I would know it. Um, and I always... Felt afraid of being exposed as a fraud one day That someday someone's going to find out That I actually don't know what's happening Like, <laughs> or I can't do this, you know I don't know what's going on And that's something that I struggle with throughout And a big reason was uh, for that was because Even though I was doing really well on the outside I was doing like, you know Everyone was like, being like, yeah I was doing really well on the outside Behind the scenes though th- I was struggling And it was... A little bit of hmm, bad decisions. Let's just put it that way, okay? I made a lot of bad decisions. Um, Relationships-wise, obviously, you know. No one makes good decisions when they're young. Um, (laughs) So I made a lot of bad decisions. Let's just say I'm not the... Um, poster queen for holiness Like, Okay, let's put it that way um, <laughs> And so I made really bad decisions Relationships wise And But the thing is Because I didn't want anyone To think I was a fraud And because I wanted to be Like, I don't know Cool or whatever I never said it, I never told anyone I just did it by myself And let me tell you First and foremost If you are going through something Tell someone That is the best thing That you can do Don't let the enemy Make you think That you should keep it On the inside there's, there's the victory comes when you tell someone and you're, you allow yourself to be vulnerable. You allow yourself to be met by, by God through someone. And so, I struggle with really bad, yeah, just bad decisions. Not good at choosing those things. Anyway, um, few years came and then there was obviously another bad relationship, as always in Rachel's life. And, and what happened in that was a really, really toxic relationship. And the reason I say this is not um, to go into the details or anything, but for me. That period of my life was a period where a lot of, I grew a lot as a person, but it was a really toxic relationship to the point, to the point, you're all going to think like, my life is so sad after I say this. Maybe I did have a messed up childhood. but <laughs> 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 No, I'm joking. Um, you're all going to think I was really sad. But it, it ended tragically, like, okay, let's put it, put it that way. It ended really, really, really tragically. And so this was when I was 18. I was in college. I was doing my A-levels in college, and it ended super bad. Like, let's just put it that way. And what happened there was God spoke to me with my CF in college, uh, when I was part of my CF, and there was only five or six people at the beginning. And God spoke to me in that season to say, start morning prayer in your college. And morning prayer in college means asking people to come to college at 7 a.m., (laughs) <laughs> Were you in college at 7 a.m. Um, <laughs> and then I heard that from God. I was like, yeah, God, no way. Are you crazy? No way. And then I said, God, you know what? I would do it if you give me someone to do it with me. And then we went to we went to uh, committee meeting basically. And I had the guts out of nowhere to just suddenly like. By the way, guys, you know, uh, God asked me to do morning prayer. Y'all want to do not. And then <laughs> there was one girl who now is a really close friend. Put up her hands and said, yes. I will do it with you. I was like, really? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will do it with you. And so when this relationship ended, and it was a tr- talks, uh, a really bad end as well, I never felt like I wanted to go. But if you know me, I'm and I'm an obliger. An obliger means, right, if I tell you I will do it, I will do it. One. Even if I hate it, I will do it. Okay? And so I dragged myself out. Okay, dragged myself out. I'm also a person who journals when I do my quiet time. If you check my journals, from the day of that breakup or end of that relationship, and for the next six months, I didn't do my quiet time. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't do quiet time by myself, I didn't pray by myself or anything, but there was one thing I said yes to God to, and it was that morning prayer. And I'm an obliger, so I dragged myself there, went and pick up the girl every day for six months in college. We were in college from 7 a.m. to eight a.m. and we prayed every single day. I didn't do anything besides that. I didn't go to my room and like, you know, go on my knees and call God. Nothing. I didn't read my Bible or anything like that. All I did was, because I said yes to God, I went to college every single day at 7am and we prayed and we prayed. I was morning prayer in the morning, started out with two people. And at this time, at this point of life, I was in a bad place. Everything was like, you know, falling apart and all those things. and But because I said yes, all I did was show up at 7am, show up at 7am, 7 7am 7 every day for six months. And... Our CF, our the morning prayer itself, only had two people at most three for the first few for the first few months, and then the year shift to two thousand nineteen, and I was in my next semester. And the first day we went, there were fifteen people waiting to pray. <laughs> I was like, "Are you guys okay?" <laughs> but but there were fifteen people waiting to pray seven a.m. College kids that you have to under it deserves a louder wow than that. This is seven a.m. College kids. <laughs> how cool! How cool! How good is God? How good God is and. 7 a.m., you know, college kids, there 15 people. The CF, like I said, was five people. And in that time where even though I didn't know myself, I didn't know or go to God's presence, you know, didn't go read my Bible every single day, didn't, you know, spend hours and hours in worship, all I did was show up to something I said yes to God about. And the CF grew from five people to 90 people in six months, 90 people. Not that everything not everything is about numbers, but that growth is five people to 90 people. And I remember standing there at the event that I organized um, and giving a speech or something like that, and I was like, God, I didn't even do my quiet time. If anything, I've been the most messed up in my life in this past six months. I didn't know what was going on. I was really lost. I didn't want to talk to anyone. But how, and God still moved. God still moved even in the period of life Where I was like, I don't know what's happening I don't know what's going on And that 5 to 90 thing, amazing And it stayed like that way It's not just like a sudden, you know Not just a burst because you had an event that was 90 people It stayed that way The next week, immediately You know 5 people, you can get 1 room, right? (laughs) Then <laughs> we were like, oh, let's have CF in the same place. I'm sure all these people won't come back. And then they all came back and we were like, oh, interesting. So we just met on the floor or whatever, like outside, because we were like, I don't know what to do now. Um, <laughs> didn't plan for it, you know. But how amazing is that? And it stayed that way and it's still that big now, which is amazing. Um, and you know what's interesting about that is that it was in a period of time where I didn't even go running after God per se. All I did was show up and say yes to something God asked me to do. A few years later, comes X Edinburgh, mm. and, <laughs> yeah, whoa! <laughs> and that I remember being in the hall or the living room with Ryan and with Brian and with Elder Pengho uh, deciding what to do as Brian left, and someone had to be a coordinator. And Elder Pengho was like, you know, X Central, you know, we wanted to ask pastors and all, we wanted to ask you, Rachel, whether you wanted to be the coordinator. And I was like, okay. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah. He was like, don't want to think about it? now." Nah, okay. Can, yeah, sure, no problem And then, <laughs> so I just said yes, basically And a few, few months later, time passes by People always ask me, did you ever think about it? I'm like, no, because if you think about it, who would say yes? If you think about it, would you actually say yes? Like I'm a medical student, Like are you sure I was say yes? But I'm like, no, didn't really think about it, just said yes Amen <laughs> And, the, I'm, you know, sometimes think about it but, <laughs> but what I mean by that is I knew I didn't have the If I thought about it, I would have said no because if I thought so long about it, the reason I say yes is because I knew it was from God. Because I knew the word that He gave me. Remember when I said when I was 15 and I stood in Ex Central, God said, one day you'll be involved in this church. And I, then I was sitting there being like, oh yeah, okay, this is this is this is this church la. Uh, so I said yes. Um, <laughs> and and actually, the first year of being coordinator for me was Ex Edinburgh's second year. And I think it was also one of the most difficult points in my life because I struggled between being a 21 year old and being a church leader. I just wanted to chill. <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, I just wanted to be me, man. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't want to yeah, be a church leader and be and it was really, really difficult. I battled with that. I always tell my flatmate, my flatmate here is Jamie. She's a hero, guys. She's a hero. I always tell her that you know, out of everyone in church, it surprises me most that you stayed because you saw how crazy I was when I was 21. Um, but, you know, I, I really struggled with that. I, I would go back to my room. Um, and this is the non-glamorous part about doing church coordinating and church planting and the things that pastors and Tiong are doing and the team is doing. This is the, the less glamorous part, the day where you sit in your room and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. And for me, um, being 21 at that time, um, or 20, I can't remember, 20 or 21, um, and there would be days I would just go and lie down my bed and be like, God, help me. What am I doing? I don't even know what I'm doing. That there will be days I'll go and lie down and be like, God, I don't really want to be kind right now, you know, but everyone, because you're a church leader, everyone thinks you want to listen to them. It's not you guys, but uh, <laughs> 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 not you guys, not you guys. Um, <laughs> they're really, really an amazing team to have, by the way, amazing team. Um, but yeah, there would be days I really struggled with just wanting to be me. I just wanted to say no and I just wanted to sleep, la, you know? Um and I really struggled with that for a long time. But in that same period, in that same time, there were a lot of times that I just couldn't. Oh, that sounds bad because like my bosses are here. I just couldn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just couldn't do <laughs> um, <laughs> oops. Um I just couldn't do my quiet time I couldn't like, I was so tired I don't know how to describe it I was so tired of Doing so many things That When I could go back to my room <laughs> I love Netflix by the way <laughs> I just watch Netflix Oh Netflix um, I just watch Netflix And literally lie down in my bed Literally Even in med school I would go to medical school And I would be like oh, Okay then I will come back And be like Oh my gosh I'm so tired I'm so tired I'm so tired And that was like the mantra In my head for a very long time But because I said yes to coordinating, I showed up. We had service in the afternoon uh, in that period, and 4.30 every day, I was there. And I loved it. It's not like I didn't love it. It's just that after it, I'll go back to my bed and be like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> and But I showed up because I said yes to God. And um, in those difficult periods, when I was figuring out myself, trying to find the balance between it's okay to, be not, to not be perfect when you're coordinating, you know? It's okay to be a leader and not have everything together. It's fine. It's okay. But I had to learn that because I didn't want people to view me as less. It was a pride issue and it was my issue and I knew that. And I didn't want people to view me as less. I didn't want people to figure out I was a fraud because I didn't have things all together or whatever. And in that process, the only thing that kept me going, in all honesty, the only thing that kept me going was that I said yes. I said yes to God, and I was going to keep that no matter what. No matter what happened in my life, I was going to keep that. And so I turned up. There will be days, <laughs> Jamie knows, <laughs> like there will be days I don't know why. For some reason, I'm like crying. I'm like ah. Then four thirty, I'm ready. Let us go. You know, I'm ready. I'm there. I'll pray for you. Anything that go back. I'm like ah. Life. Um. But I showed up. I showed up in those periods as well. And X and ever even though we're a small plant. And we have, on average, weekly, about 9 to 10 people. That's all we have. But in that showing up, I've had the privilege of leading some of my closest friends to Christ, seeing rededications. In this past few months, we've seen a rededication or salvation. (laughs) In this past few months, we've seen a rededication or a salvation every single week. But we only have 11 people, which means that one extra person who comes that week, (laughs) you know, will rededicate their life. Be it people who are traveling, people who are coming... From I don't know where they're coming from, but they will come. That one Sunday, people will rededicate their lives. But it's only, and it, I say this not for myself. I'm sure each of the people on the team have a testimony of how sometimes you say yes even when you don't feel like it. You show up, and God moves. For some, re- God still moves even when you feel broken, even when you feel lost, even when you feel burnt out, whatever it may be. With that being said, let's turn to Nehemiah four. And I'll read from verse 1. Verse 1, Sanbalat was very angry when he learned that we were rebuilding the wall. He flew into a rage and mocked the Jews, saying in front of his friends and the Sumerian army officers, What does this bunch of poor, feeble Jews think they're doing? Do they think that they can build those walls in a single day by just offering a few sacrifices? Do they actually think they can make something of stones from a rubbish heap and charred ones at that? Verse 3, Tobiah, the Ammonite who was standing beside him, remarked, That stone wall would collapse if even a fox walked along the top of it. How sarcastic, right? Then I prayed, hear us, our God for we are being mocked. May their scoffing fall back on their own heads, and may they themselves become captives in a foreign land. Do not ignore their guilt. Do not blot out their sins, for they have provoked you to anger in here in front of the builders. And verse six, at last the wall was completed to half its height around the entire city, for the people had worked with enthusiasm. Based on, I will stop there. And what I, based on what I was shared, I guess something that touched me from the book of Nehemiah is this. If you go back to verse... <coughs> If you go back to verse 2, it says um, that the people who were teasing them said this, what does this bunch of poor, feeble Jews think they're doing? Do they think they can build the wall in a single day by just offering a few sacrifices? Do they actually think they can make something of stones from a rubbish heap and charred ones at that? In some of the versions, it says that those burnt charred s- stones are burnt stones, yeah? And... What amazes me, and <laughs> I came up with this phrase in one of the times I was sharing with Edinburgh, and you can pin it and remember I said it first, okay, when it becomes famous. Um, I always say, in true God style, you know, I don't even know whether that's a word, you know, God apostrophe style, in true God style, when you read, when you hear an amazing testimony, in true God style, God uses the ch- burnt stones to build the wall. Wow. When we read this passage, we the, the, the theme for... X getaway, X church is, uh, is rise and rebuilt based on Nehemiah. And it's when Nehemiah and his team and the people come together to build, rebuild the wall after it has fallen, right? And the when it says the heap of rubbish or the charred stones, it was actually, interestingly, it was the stones that were used to build the wall in the first place. You know, the wall that actually had to collapse before you could rebuild it? It was the stones that was used to build that wall. And when that wall collapsed, it just lied in a heap of rubbish and it was charred through everything that was happening. It was burnt, okay? Burnt stones. And then um, they decided, or God spoke to them and said, use these burnt stones, the, one, the actual ones that collapsed and now are burnt. Use those and build the wall now. Even though it was on the wall before, use that and build it. In true God style, God would use... People who feel like they're fallen, people who feel like they're lost, people who feel like they're struggling, people who have been burnt. And even more so for some of you, or in my case, I've been Christian for a while now. And sometimes in this process of being Christian and this life of serving, we get burnt along the process. In the part of the journey, we 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 give ourselves to build that wall, and then we fall, and then we get burnt in the process, but then God still God still wants to use you even if you feel burnt, even if you feel whatever burnt means to you, if that feels burnt out, if that means lost, if that means frustrated, if that means fear, if that means you're scared of stepping out, if that means you've been burned before and I don't want to be burnt again, whatever, that, whatever being a burnt stone means to you, God still wants to use you to build that wall. Amen? Both the rebuilt temples and walls of the city were constructed, s- constructed on stones that had been burnt during the destruction of the former temple and city. These were the ones that had been through the previous failure and now looked useless for building anything, much less a wall to protect the city. Burnt stones may not look good on the outside, but they have been through fire, they have been tested. It takes a great faith to endure a tragic failure and then rise up again with a determination to keep pursuing the vision. In my life, in my journey as being a Christian, um, there are many times that I felt burnt out and tired. Remember when I said I would lie down in my bed <laughs> and be like, "I'm so tired." Um, that is that was my version of being a burn stone. The things that happened to me when I was the bad relationships and all those things those those were seasons of my life where I felt burnt and I felt that I was in a bad place, like basically. And that was me being burnt, but. I did not see this then. I, s- I definitely see this in from hindsight. But in those periods, I chose to say yes to God, mm-hmm. to the things that He spoke to me, and or things that He called me to do. Or even sometimes He didn't explicitly be like, Rachel, do this. You know, it was just something that someone would say, and I would know that it's from God or of God, and i will be like, yeah, sure. That's fine, I'll do it. And, you know, even with ex Edinburgh, uh, I speak twice a month now, Um and on top of that, like, I'm obviously a medical student as well, so it's not easy. Um, but I sleep eight hours a day though, so <laughs> which is why I think Tiong is better to talk to you about timetables because he doesn't sleep. Um, <laughs> at one point, I was like, maybe I should mention it. And then I heard he's I was like, yeah, no. Uh, medical school is tough, but not as tough, as, like, not as, tough as, that, as that. I still sleep for like seven or eight hours. Um, so <laughs> but, but there's a lot of times when I have to prepare a message. and I don't have a Bible, what's it called, theology degree. Um, I'm not a trained pastor. I don't have that much experience, you know, and because we don't have a pastor who is there with us week in and week out, I don't know what to, you know, sometimes, you know, mimic people. You want to imitate. I don't know what to mimic. I don't know what to imitate. I'm like, oh, let's <laughs> just mimic myself then, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and, you know, for me, that's like, uh, where do I find, how do you write a sermon? I have no idea, um, <laughs> you know, and a lot of times, I just, <laughs> if you look at my notes when I type, you um, it's just the first sentence, like, please help me, Lord, please help me, Lord, please help me, Lord, you know, that kind of thing. And then sometimes, right, this is really bad, okay, this is really bad as a coordinator, I shouldn't think this, okay. But then sometimes, right, because you put so much effort into preparing a message, it stresses you out, yes, yes, stresses you out the whole week. That's all you think about, man, like, medical school, not as important anymore. That week is like, wow, I really cannot think, it. Eh? like, I have to think so hard to figure out what to, what to say. And, and, um, what was my point? <laughs> So it stresses me out thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. As a coordinator, I shouldn't think this. So, uh, um, you know, then I'll pa- spend so much energy, and in my most tired moments, when I have to, cause I like to sleep eight hours, so I'm like, I have to wake up early, no. Um, and in those moments, right, when I really have to get out of bed, I'm like, this is a very bad thought. But I'm like, God, is it even worth it that I put this much effort, and only eleven people are there? Is it even worth it? You know. Is it even worth it? Like, you put so much effort and only 11 people hear it. My faithful 11 people, but only 11 people hear it. Is it worth it? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, But it it is. It is. It is worth it, you know? And... even if it, even if no one puts up their hand to rededicate their life, even if no one puts up their hand to give their life to Christ, it is still worth it. And and even more so, it becomes so much more precious when people do. Yeah. When people do, and you're like, I don't know, man, I just prepared this, and it was so much energy, and in that moment, and I was like, only for eleven people. Oh, but but God used it, and for that one life, you know, that one life in Edinburgh to keep us going. We always tell each other. That one life is super important. Everything is about that one life. And sometimes I think we're trying to cycle ourselves. But 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 it's true, it's true. The more we say it, the more we realize, this thing is amazing, is the more we realize that if everything that we did Ex-Edinburgh was for that one life How precious yeah. is that one life Amen How precious is that one life Sometimes when we're tired of serving We're all like You know, today One person comes so can You know One life given or so can One person We always pray this And I actually The more we prayed it The more I realised how amazing it is You know how so many churches Meet together and we pray For um, We pray for Edinburgh Obviously every week During service Like pre-service prayer Like you guys do uh, In London Praying for London or Bristol And we would pray for Edinburgh and we would pray for our churches all around us because the place that we meet has a few churches meeting around. And we would pray, you know, God, if every church came together for that one life to be saved, how precious is that one life? Think about it. If every church in the city came together that day and had service just for this one life to walk into any one of these buildings, how precious was every service? How worth it is every service? Amen. And there was a bit of a tension, but... um, a lot of times for me, when it was difficult, when I felt burnt out, and I still do until today, but more so in the, the beginning when I was trying to figure things out, basically, when I felt burnt out because I said yes to God, to something that I didn't really think about, I said yes to God, and I stuck to it, and I kept to it. And and you know what's crazy to me? That despite all my weaknesses, despite those periods of my life where I made bad decisions about relationships, about life choices, whatever it may be, or when I came to hear, uh, hear and became coordinator and just went through a r- really weird phase basically where I was just confused you know like midlife crisis or quarter life crisis I'm like ah oh, I don't know anything about myself I'm like oh, I don't know who I am um in you know, those kind of things it's real though it's real it was really difficult in that period I'm making fun of it now because I feel better now but in that period I was like I don't know who I am anymore you know I really didn't know I was just completely lost on the inside and I find it amazing. That despite my weaknesses in those periods, despite those six months where I in back in CF where I didn't do my quiet time at all, and just went to something as simple as prayer because I said yes to God, I find it amazing that I could see that God still moved. I find it amazing that people still gave their life to Christ yeah. through something I said, which obviously is from God. I find it amazing that in that period where uh, I was lost and messed up as being a coordinator. Things happened. People gave their life to Christ. People were rededicated their life. People was, people came. The church grew. We found new venues. We hear testimonies. We've never lacked. We're only 11 people, but we've never lacked financially. Not even once. Not even once. And God is good. Just a quick testimony like about financially as well. Obviously, because we're small, it's... It, we worry. We worry. But we have never had reason to worry. I don't know why. I just like to worry. We've never had a reason to worry. We've, God has always given and provided. And you know, a few weeks ago, we had our anniversary weekend, and Pastor Pastor, uh, Kenneth and Sandra were visiting. And we booked um, many rooms um, because we had a Bible study. They came and spent more time with Edinburgh, basically. And um, we booked more rooms. um, And so it was expensive. uh. We had a Bible study, three Bible study sessions on top of anniversary service, on top of your novel service. And we spent money on food. We spent 400 bucks on providing food so that we could invite our friends and all those things. And as a coordinator, I knew what was going on because I was making the bookings, I was panicking a little bit on the inside because I'm like, oh, only 11 people, what if we use up all the resources and we're not stewarding it wisely, blah, 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 and then God reminded me one day, I was like, why are you worrying, you know, I told you to do this, I told you to, you know, I, I called you to this. Um, so just trust me. But I'm not I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm like, uh, really? <laughs> it doesn't add up. <laughs> um, and so I was worried, but it was a worry, a worry I didn't tell anyone else. It was just inside me. And then I remember sending Pastor Kenneth and Sandra off on Sunday. I was like, oh, bye. So they walked out and I went up to where the team was and they were keeping... Stuff you know, and doing the offering and everything. Then they were just sh- casually shouting to each other, hey, don't forget, ah, the offering was this man- this much. And then I walked in, I was like, wait, what? How much is the offering? And then they were like, I think it was 800, something like that. They were like, 800 pounds. 800 pounds. Eight- Where did 800 pounds come from? Okay? 800 pounds. And then they said that, and I was like, wait, wait, what? 800 pounds? And they were like, yeah. And then I stood there, and I was like, I was so overwhelmed by God's presence because this was not something I prayed about. I didn't, when I realised that Lack of finance I didn't pray God please provide <laughs> I just like Oh God how uh? You know <laughs> Typical Typical Rachel uh, That's all I said And amazingly Amazingly At the buffet At all the rooms Let me tell you True God style At the buffet The 400 bucks buffet At all the extra rooms That we booked And everything Guess how much It came up to 800 pounds Exactly Exactly 800 pounds God's good right I got goosebumps Now thinking about it <laughs> But Basically, what I'm saying is that you know when I see all these things going on in my life, a lot of times when I say I feel like an imposter sometimes it's because I stand back and realise that sometimes I don't do much. But there's one thing, one thing I want to encourage you to do. All I ever had to do to witness these miracles, to witness these testimonies, and these are some of many, and these are some of mine. There are some of many other people sitting here as well, and some of yours as well. All I ever had to do from back in high school, or here, or college, or whatever it was, was to say yes. Was to say yes to God. Even though I felt like a burnt stone, the reason I brought that passage up is because I know some of you, if not all, have been burnt in one form or another, whatever burnt means to you. And God still wants to use you. All I ever had to do in those moments to witness all these testimonies and breakthroughs and everything, even when I didn't have things together and didn't have all my life figured out, was to say Yes. Was to say yes in in the moments I felt the weakest But you know, the Lord's power is made perfect in our weakness, amen? And that's what I want to encourage you to do The reason I was uh, being a bit show-offy uh, About, um, you know, Pastor Kat's question Where is your praise? Tiong's question, where is your... <laughs> <laughs> where is God on your timetable? Where is God on your timetable? <laughs> Sorry <laughs> Where is God on your timetable? You know, all of those things, it starts with you saying yes to God. It starts with you saying, yes, God, here I am. Use me. I may not feel enough for this. I may not feel like the world's best preacher. I may not feel like I'm able to stand in front of like 10 people and preach either. But Lord, here I am. Yes, I am here. Yes, I say yes to you. Use me. And in the same ways those, the, 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 the the stones... Obviously, the stones can't say yes, right? <laughs> but the people who were using the burn stones to, l- to, to lay the foundation It then says later on in verse 6 um, It says later on in verse 6 that At that point, at least, at last, the wall was completed to half its height Around the entire city, for the people had worked with enthusiasm I know half its, does half its height doesn't sound like the full height But half its height h- is good, right? It's progress, right? It's yeah. still testimony, right? Half its height And to, um, and and obviously, we know <laughs> With the benefit of hindsight We know what happens The wall gets completed And it was from this burn Even if the burnstone was only used for half You know? Yeah. Half uh, It was used for all la, But even if it was only used for half Half its height of that wall How cool How cool is that? And that's true God style, you know? God, God God, is in the business of doing things like this. You know, God, if you, re, I, and some of you must have done this in some of your homes. If in chapter 3, um, there's a wall called the broad wall in the section of the wall that was being rebuilt. And the broad wall, which is the broadest wall, <laughs> go figure, right? It's the broadest wall, broad wall, um, was built by the perfumers and the merchants. What, w- perfumers and merchants don't build stuff, right? They don't build stuff, but God still used them to build the broadest wall true God style 800 bucks exactly on the dot didn't ask anything true God style God always comes true and God always God always pleasantly surprises that was that's what I like to say to the team God always pleasantly surprises us you know um and and all we need to do sometimes all the time <laughs> is to say yes to God yeah. just say yes even when you feel unable even when you feel so burnt that you can't do your quiet time You can't pray You can't do this You can't do that You can't And I know Being a leader Or in the front Always feels glamorous Or whatever But it really really isn't <laughs> Like there was a, There's a glamorous expect, aspect Because people are always like You're doing a good job And it's encouraging Like do that It's encouraging You know I like it It's encouraging But but um, There is an unglamorous side In the days Where you sit on the floor And be like God help me You know those. And in those days Sometimes it's just Saying yes to God and keeping to it um, So I guess That's the main thing I have to say <laughs> <laughs> I know that was not a very glamorous ending <laughs> um, Oh, okay I remember I remember the last part uh, There was an ending, <laughs> I remember um, In Nehemiah was 4 to 6 Where it says the wall was built to half its height Um In some versions, it says the people worked with enthusiasm. In some versions, it said the people worked at it with all their heart. In some versions, it says the people kept at it. I'm going to read this one. We kept at it, repairing and rebuilding the wall. The whole wall was soon joined together and halfway to its intended height because the people had a heart for the work. We kept at it. We kept at repairing and rebuilding the wall. My encouragement to us as a church in this season, as we go through the process of rising and rebuilding, as we go through that, and it doesn't stop here, you know? Like, even though next year has a different theme, rising and rebuilding doesn't stop, to, like, the 31st December, it doesn't stop there. Rising and rebuilding is a process. You know, what's important is that, that we keep at it. Even when we get burnt, even in this journey, if you get burnt or if you if you get tired, if you have your Rachel days where you're on the couch and being like, God, help me. Even in those moments, keep at it. Continuously say yes to God. Keep at it. Continue. Keep at repairing and rebuilding the wall, and work with it with all your heart. Yeah. And how privileged we are to serve a God that always just sees our heart, not just not just our talents, not just our outside stuff. God sees our heart. How privileged we are to see that So burnt stones All of you are burnt in some way I'm pretty sure I can speak for all the leaders All of us have been burnt In one way or another But we keep at it We keep at repairing and rebuilding Because we say yes to God Every time So let that be That's my encouragement to you Say yes to God And when it's difficult When you're burnt If you're already burnt Say yes and keep at it And God will s- pleasantly surprise you Amen yeah.